This is Limitless Spirit, a practical, inspirational, and thought-provoking weekly podcast about the impact of faith and Christian identity in today's world. And now here's your host, champion of Jesus and people who love him, world traveler and co-founder of World Missions Alliance, Helen Todd. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Limitless Spirit Podcast. Are you smarter than a robot? This is the question to ask yourself as we head into the new decade of the 21st century. Why? Because we live in the days when artificial intelligence is outperforming humans at most tasks. Will it devalue us or one day replace us altogether? Artificial intelligence can diagnose a disease better than human doctors and build better algorithms than human developers. Today, there is an AI system that can replicate the brushstrokes, colors, and shadows and perfectly recreate unique art of Vincent van Gogh, whom the experts once considered inimitable. It goes deeper. Artificial intelligence through natural language processing can simulate human relationships. A Barbie doll with a tiny AI mic concealed in her necklace can analyze your speech, carry a conversation with your child, and remember what the child tells her for future exchanges. Will there be a moment when children decide it is easier to have a friendship with a robot than a human peer? The list goes on. And the issue of artificial intelligence competing with humans is not the subject of a distant future anymore. Many scientists, tech community, and the general public are concerned. Elon Musk, for instance, in his speech at MIT, called AI humanity's biggest existential threat and compared it to summoning the demon. He's not alone in his concerns. Late Stephen Hawking said, The genie is out of the bottle. We need to move forward on artificial intelligence development, but we also need to be mindful of its very real dangers. I fear, he said, that AI may replace humans altogether. If people design computer viruses, someone will design AI that replicates itself. This will be a new form of life that will outperform humans. So what do we need to know, and how do we prepare for this new age of the machines? And how do we process it and respond to it from the perspective of Christian faith? To answer these questions, I reached out to Jason Thacker, who serves as the Associate Research Fellow and Creative Director at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. He's also the author of the book, The Age of AI, Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity. He writes and speaks on various topics, including human dignity, ethics, technology, and artificial intelligence. Jason, great to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Helen. When is your book coming out? It comes out March 3rd of 2020, so just a few months away with Zondervan. Well, this is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to reading it. And my first question is, what prompted you to write this book? Yeah, it was kind of a host of different things. Um, I serve as a research fellow at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And we are a public policy arm of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so a lot of what I do each day is engaging in some of the tough kind of political and social issues, issues ranging from sexuality, the family, uh, free speech, government, uh, issues surrounding pro-life issues and sexuality. And so as we're engaging a lot of these issues every single day, one of the issues that's 
come up on my radar over the last few years is artificial intelligence and kind of the role that technology plays in our society. Increasingly, everything we do is connected to some form or piece of technology, and increasingly that's becoming pieces of artificial intelligence. So it can be anywhere, things like our phones using Siri or Alexa or Google, Um, a lot of our email things, a lot of anything that's automated uses some form of artificial intelligence or automation. And as we're engaging with these tools every day, there's a lot of big questions that arise from it. You have kind of very intense questions about the nature of humanity, the nature of God. Um, Are we able to create something that's smarter than us or faster than us or bigger than us? Um, or more powerful. And so you get into a lot of these deeply theological, but also very practical questions um, about the role artificial intelligence and even larger than that technology plays in each of our lives. And so that's one of the reasons I wanted to write the book was to be proactively engaging this subject from a Christian perspective, rather than reacting after all after the effects of this technology is seen throughout our lives and throughout our communities. And I think this is a great approach because sometimes Christians are viewed as being opposed to technology or progress. We're not. But you're right. There are certain moral issues that we need to consider. Was there a specific incident or or an event that caused you to look deeper into it? Well, specifically, um, we actually, as an organization, last summer, or, or excuse me, last April, Um, of 2019, released a statement of principles on artificial intelligence. Um, And what that was, is kind of a 100,000-foot look, a set of principles or an ethical framework for the church to start thinking about technologies like AI. And as we were releasing that, one of the reasons we did that was in response to a growing trend of sets these ethical guides or frameworks or principles that were coming out of governments around the world that were coming out of our, our companies, such as Google and Twitter and even Facebook, and just kind of a host of really big questions, fundamental questions that Christians have been engaged in and thinking about for hundreds of years or even thousands of years, um, that our culture is starting to ask questions about what is the nature of man and what makes us unique. And so we ended up putting together this ethical framework Um, At the same time, I was putting together the book. Um, And so the whole goal of this was to have an accessible guide for Christians. This isn't an academic work intentionally. It's meant for the everyday reader to engage some of these really intense or uh, deep questions, but do it from a scriptural vantage point and to do it with hope. A lot of times, I think when Christians engage uh, difficult subjects, as you said, you either get very defensive or we're known for what we're against. But as we step into this, um, some of these bigger questions, I think this is a great time for the church to be proactively engaging and engaging from a position of hope and a position of confidence of who God is and how he's created us and how we're to engage in this world. And so as we enter some of these big questions about uh, you know, is a robot going to take my job? Or right. uh, what are about these kind of crazy things that I've heard about sex robots? And what's that all about? The whole goal is to proactively engage these questions with the hope of the gospel. Um, and that's the reason I wrote the book. And one of the reasons I, I do this through the pr- principles that we put out last year um, and a host of other resources and writing that I've done. 
Well, and it, artificial intelligence is not necessarily something that we need to fear because there's a lot of good things that come with that. Uh, but at the same time, there are certain things that are concerning. What specifically would you say are aspects of this upcoming and in many cases, not upcoming, but existing technology that we should be concerned about from the perspective of our faith? Yeah, there's kind of two main buckets of questions or issues that I think we need to be concerned about or and have a thoughtful response to. One is uh, Peter exhorts us to have a reason for the hope that's in us, and so often in this kind of in this technological age with innovations that are doing things that we never thought a piece of technology or something that we created could do, we're being pressed and saying, "Well, there's no reason for God." Or there's no understanding, like there's no um, anything special about humanity. And so this kind of dumbing humanity down, saying we're just like a machine. We're just a whole bunch of cells. We're electrical signals. You even see this in a recent tweet from Elon Musk, who I respect. And I think he does a lot of really good things. But even him just kind of uh, parroting out this talking point of, you know, all you are is a brain in a vat. All you are, everything you think and feel is just an electrical signal in your brain. So nothing is really real. And so this idea of materialism, which is something the church has engaged for thousands of years, this worldview of materialism is kind of rearing its head again through the sciences and through technology. And as Christians, I think that's really concerning. So it's not that specifically AI is causing us to ask new questions per se. It's having to, it's causing us to ask old questions in light of new opportunities. And so it's not Prior to the last 30 years or so, we didn't really have machines who that could think or process in the same way or even better than a human in some very narrow circumstances. And so that's causing us to ask the new questions of, can we create a piece of technology that's smarter than us, that's faster than us, that, you know, at what point does this technology become conscious or what, what time does this AI have moral agency? And a lot of these kind of deeper uh, bigger questions. So that's one bucket that you have of this kind of dumbing humanity down, making us, there's nothing unique about us. We're not really created in God's image. God doesn't really exist. You have those type of questions. And that's one of the bigger uh, things that I address throughout the book. Well, let's look at just a very real and practical example. So I was reading uh, on some um, artificial, artificial intelligence that is already in use. And one example was a Barbie doll that was made basically alive through artificial intelligence. So a child playing with this Barbie can be conversing with the doll. And not only the doll is trained to respond to the child, but the doll remembers the conversations and can refer to them. So essentially it can replace a friend to a child. And, and the more intelligent it becomes and the more intuitive it becomes, it could even replace relationships like friendships, or you mentioned the sex dolls, you know, it could replace love, it could replace friendship. So these are really serious questions to consider. Yeah, and those are some really good examples, whether it's the Barbie doll, you see this through uh, the rise of smart assistants like Alexa and Siri and Google Assistant, where you have these AI 
tools that use natural language processing in order to understand what you're saying and to respond. But one of the things that we have to keep in mind, especially in this day and age, is the difference between what is called narrow AI and what's called general AI. Narrow AI is the only type of artificial intelligence we have. And what what defines right. it as narrow is that it's very specific. So that talking Barbie doll can only do that one thing. Your Alexa or Siri or Google Assistant can do maybe a multitude of tasks, but it's very narrow in its application. So you, I can't look at that Barbie doll and say, go turn on the light. It's not going to be able to do that. It might be able to interact with me or have a conversation per se, but that Barbie doll has no idea what it's saying or what it's really doing because at the core of it, it's math. At the core right. of it, it's a system, a database uh, that it's referring to. But as you're saying, the very real impact that we see on how we view ourselves and how we interact with these tools, those are some really difficult questions about how do we raise kids in the age of AI or how do we raise families and ha- and strengthen our marriages? And what we need to be doing is prioritizing flesh and blood human relationships because we're called into community. We're called into community with one another. We're created in God's image, um, made for community, made to engage these things and keeping the idea that technology is a tool and that every AI is a tool. It's something that we can use. Uh, as I like to say, we can use that for the glory of God and to love our neighbor as we see Matthew chronicle what Jesus said in Matthew 22. This is a great point. Well, you said that the narrow AI is what we have in use now, but what about the future? Exactly. And so those are where a lot of kind of the big existential questions come um, of if it's possible to create a general AI. The only general intelligence that our world has ever known is human human beings, uh, meaning that we can uh, take knowledge and apply it to a general task. Um, while my dog or different animals have certain levels of intelligence, there's nothing to the level of human level intelligence other than humanity. Uh, we don't have a machine that can so do that. So are you saying that it doesn't yet. exist currently? The idea is w- there's a lot of questions if that's even possible because we don't really know what the nature of uh, consciousness or what makes a human human when you get strictly into the science uh, scientific set or what is what makes the brain alive. And so you get a lot of these really deep questions that people have asked for a number of years, but we have this new opportunity, possible opportunity to create general AI. Um, that's where you get a lot of questions about, well, how does that affect my family or my work? Or how does that affect even issues such as warfare um, and drone systems and different things like that? Is it truly possible for creation to rise above its creator? And is the world empowered by AI going to be a safer place or a more dangerous place? Tune in for more with Jason Thacker in the next episode. To find out more about Jason and his upcoming book, check out his website, jasonthacker.com. If you enjoy this podcast and are listening to us on iTunes, please take a minute to write a review. This will help us tremendously to get the word out. I look forward to hearing from you and any comments or suggestions or questions that you have, just send me an email to podcast.rfwma.org. Until next time.
Thanks for listening to Limitless Spirit with Helen Todd, produced by World Missions Alliance. Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone? Do you have a passion to help people and share your faith across the globe? Visit our website, rfwma.org, and get involved in the Great Commission through short-term missions. We hope you'll leave a review and check out other episodes. We'll be with you in a week on our next episode of Limitless Spirit.